Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. And for many of you, welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show on Transformation Talk Radio. We are broadcasting live from the floor of One the Event, One the Gathering, and One Becoming One. I have said this uh, all day long, and I think all of us are starting to feel this now. Um, I think our lives will be forever changed by our participation in this event. You know, I, I don't quite understand how to talk about it or what to say about it, and maybe my friend Colette Baron-Reed can help me with this here in a moment. Um, I want to just tell all of you, if you are listening to this on Transformation Talk Radio and you're listening to this live, you'll be able to actually watch all of the live events this afternoon and all day tomorrow uh, by going to TransformationTalkRadio.com. And certainly all you have to do is hit the video button and you will be right there listening uh, with all of us and so and watching. We'll have um, just absolutely phenomenal webcasts from Seattle Center, Memorial Stadium. Lynn McTaggart will do an intention ceremony. Uh, Deepak Chopra will have a live uh, webcast. And I will be doing a 10-minute segment with the 2001 uh, Heroes of Forgiveness, uh, Tim Zoll and Matthew Boger. Uh, in the afternoon. Colette Baron-Reed joining us here today. What can I say about my friend, my colleague? You know, what I can say is that when you know that you've been called and you've been called to do something in this world, that calling, that pulling doesn't let go of you. You know, this best-selling author, this amazing radio host, phenomenal seminar uh, leader, this is someone that knows so much about what that calling means. She also knows what it means to be a very, you know, popular is not the right word, extraordinary spiritual intuitive. You know, she's joining me here today. We're taking on the conversation of forgiveness and much more. You're going to be able to learn much about her uh, 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 when we give out a website. But as Dr. Carmen said earlier today, you can get on a cruise and go join her, do go Fraser, Dr. Carmen Hara, and have a blast. Colette, thank you for joining us here today. I want to thank you. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. It's such, it's, I love talking to you and being on your show, and I'm just so excited about this one, the one event. And it's really hard. I tried to explain it to somebody today what it was, and I couldn't. <laughs> but, but in a way, it's almost as if we are all enacting this cosmic mind or the divine mind and how I, I'm sure if you're having Lynn McTaggart on she, in her newest book, The Bond, she talks about this this extraordinary bond of connectivity that all of us share with one another. And when we when we focus on an intention, you know, intentionality of our oneness and our capacity to connect. I mean, it's it, miracles can happen, and, and what better time to do it but on the anniversary of September the 11th? You know, let's talk about the anniversary of September mm-hmm. the 11th because you know I've been asked some very interesting questions, um, and you know, part, one of the questions that came up uh, earlier was, you know, look at Dr. Pat. 
You know, have you, like, lost your bleeping mind? Look at you were born in New York. I mean, don't you feel like you're a traitor? You know, what is this business about love? And I'll tell you what. I don't think there's anybody out there that loves New York perhaps more than I do. Grew up there. Grew up on the streets. Know what it's like to live in the cement jungle, as some people have called it. Uh, maybe Jay-Z loves New York better than I do. Or Alicia Keys. Maybe those two. But that's not the point. You know, it's not about loving New York or not loving the New York. We are really entering into an opportunity to look at life in a different way, aren't we? Oh, my, my gosh, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I, I was kind of struck by what you said earlier about being a traitor. And yeah. I, and I, I want to bring it back to that comment because mm-hmm. that's where I kind of, I didn't listen to a word you said afterwards because <laughs> I kind of reacted to it. <laughs> you know, and, and, Nothing's hatred doesn't serve any of us, you know. Yes, I mean horrible things happen. A terrible, terrible travesty happened. But you know, we in America and, and in North America, period, because I'm Canadian and and uh, and I grew I grew up not knowing what war was in my own backyard. My parents came over from Europe. They were war survivors. My dad was both through the World War One and World War Two. He's passed away now. He was obviously very old when I was born. And, you know, we don't know what it's like to have this kind of stuff happen in our backyard. We don't. You know, so, and, and it is it is terrible, and it gives us an idea of what other countries go through when we go to war with them or, or when, when war happens anywhere. And, again, I am not saying anything politically, okay, so by any stretch of the imagination, you know, and I'm, you know, I can't help that I'm a pacifist, but, you know, we have to be clear. I mean, we do have to protect ourselves, et cetera, when somebody comes after us, but the eye for the eye, the tooth for the tooth doesn't work. You can't get peace from war. You can't. You know, there has to be a level where we acknowledge that we are, human suffering is everywhere in the world. You know, I, I don't have a clue as to, you know, to, to possibly even suggest that I know why anything of this happens. I feel that I can see certain things. I definitely know that something's going to get prevented in the next few days. Um, you know, the psychic twins have talked about it too. I've always thought that this 10 year anniversary would be something that other people would take advantage of, but I really believe that there's some, there's some critical mass that's happening now that's bringing us, galvanizing us, and we want, we want to be prosperous, we want to be happy, we want to look after ourselves, we want to know that we can tend to the sick and feed the children and love, love our families and, and be productive in the world, and, and everybody has a right to that. So, um, I think that you know, love, love is the answer. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with the peace signs and the old hippie days because, you know, it, the rest of it doesn't work. I mean, look what, look at what has happened to the economy and it's not, it's because of all the global wars that are going on and, and we have to sit down and look at, I, I, I here I am saying that I might have an answer and I don't, but I'm just going to stop talking now, but I'm in agreement with you because otherwise I'll just dig a hole for myself because I have no clue what I'm talking about, but I don't want any more. Well, well, you know, part of this also is, don't you think for one minute, Colette, that, you know, for me, um, a part of my heart didn't get broken? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, get, I'm all choked up on it. i got to get some water here <laughs> because yeah. I, I, my heart just came up in my throat. Mm-hmm. You know, for somebody to call me a traitor, I, I mean, please, give me a break. That is kind of weird, and, and uh, you know, and I do, but I do understand, though. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we, 
we don't know what it's like. I mean, my my mother was killed in a con- my my mother's my mother's father, my grandfather <laughs> was killed in a concentration mm-hmm. camp. My mom was a hidden child and during the Holocaust. So, mm-hmm. you know, my family has lived through wars. My dad was Serbian. I mean, there's I had relatives in Bosnia and in Croatia, mm-hmm. and you know, I have relatives across the board in where there were horrific genocide not too long ago. So, you know, we have in my own family, we know that the taste of war on that on you know, but I don't as a child. So, you know, I understand when people are very um, patriotic and they, they say that they, they perhaps believe that, you know, if you say that you want to love your enemies or forgive them, that therefore you are a traitor because you're not protecting your homeland. So there's, but there's, there's a good argument for that too. Like we don't, do we want to lie down and just like flip up our feet up in the air and let somebody come down and, and bomb us again? No. But I'm ta- I feel that what, if I'm correct, you're talking about global love. You're not yes. talking about just like, oh, let's say it's okay for them. Because loving and forgiving doesn't condone. It doesn't. And I, let's no. talk about that. You know, forgiveness is the, the key to freedom. Not condoning. We're not uh-huh. condoning the act. You know, Definitely we're not. not. I mean, that would be as to say... Um, uh, you know, you come from an abusive relationship. As a child, you were beat, you were raped. Um, you yeah. don't really look at that situation. I just had Rhonda Britton on. I mean, my gosh, you know, you know, she talked about the fact that, uh, you know, as a teenager, her, her, her dad tried to choke her. Uh, and, and then later on, finally her dad, uh, uh, uh turned a gun to the, to the mom, shot, shot her mother. Uh, attempted to shoot her, her mother saved uh, Rhonda's life, and then shot himself. And, you know, we talked about forgiveness as a process, but let's talk about this idea of condoning the act. Yeah, because I think people mistake that when we talk about love and forgiveness that we are saying it's okay. We're not saying it's okay. Um, one of the greatest examples uh, is, is in South Africa when I, I can't remember what it's oh. called. I think reconciliation it was called the reconciliation where you know people could come and talk about what had actually happened and now i'm not sure to the degree in which that i mean listen we have human ego the human ego and the desire to have and to to you know to hoard in some way to keep them to make it sure that you have your own over somebody else or whatever i mean look at it takes nothing is perfect but i believe that if we hold hatred in our hearts we are holding this energy of hatred and that it doesn't, I mean, yes, definitely when something has happened. I mean, I, I, I remember, too, about how, you know, my mother, my mother, you know, the bitterness that she had had um, around the war, but how she had made peace with what had happened. You know, she had been raped. She had been jailed for stealing potatoes because she was starving, you know, and uh, seeing people, you know, blown up in front of her, you know, and my mother's mother been blown up by a bomb in front of her. So yeah. there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, these are things I personally have, you know, my one-up generation that has experienced these things. So, but I saw this incredible compassion that can happen. You know, you can stay hateful for the whole your whole life, and and never lose it. I, I and or you or you find some place in yourself to recognize human frailty and and the and the, you know, gr- what greed does to humanity and what our societies and our civilizations have actually created. In in on one hand, wonderful things, and the other, there's a shadow of all this. So we have to start taking responsibility as well for what do we want to keep perpetuating this 
You know, I was raised um, in in Toronto. It was really interesting because my we didn't have very much to do with the Serbian side of the family. Um, but you know, my dad wanted us to understand the culture a little bit. And he was a very cultured man. He was very, you know, he was part of Environment Canada. He was very well educated, and you know, and he you know wanted us to understand about the history. But so, so it was really really interesting to me because I met young people that I was twelve actually or fourteen years old, and I met young kids my age whose parents taught them to hate. Um, one church to another church. I'll never forget this. This one church was at war with this other church, and then they were going to bomb a church. I mean, it, it was <sighs> insane. It's, no, but seriously, and 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 the kids are taught that to hate, and then you know, and then you see these things perpetuated. Well, when do we stop this? Mm. When do we stop this? So, so it's not saying it's okay for what you did. No, it's saying I refuse to hold the hatred in me. Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, that event, uh, and I got to reflect on this quite a bit, and I would, I, I would love for you to, to, to chat, chime in about this. Uh, you know, that event changed my life. It, it oh, did. I mean, my God, I had just graduated from, you know, like a six-digit doctoral program that I paid for. Mm-hmm. No, that I'm still paying for. That I'll pay for, <laughs> for the rest of my – honestly, my Social Security will pay for it. Uh, yeah. But I just – 2001, right? I thought I was going to go off in the world and do everything that everybody around me wanted me to be. You know, this high-paid consultant, my dissertation won awards, blah, blah, blah. But you know what it was about? It was about the consequences of breaking promises. You know, that's what I studied because that's what happened to me. After 25 years in a corporation, I felt like promises had been broken. But, you know, we've come a long way. We now understand promises will continue to be broken to people. But there is a promise that we make to ourselves, isn't there? Yeah. I, I, you know, I go back to the, the Ten Commandments, you mm. know, thou shalt not kill. Yes. You know, that's, you know and, and um, you know, I was raised Christian, although my mom was Jewish, and I'm interested in Buddhism, and I'm kind of more Native American, than, you know, like, but um, I've, I've been fascinated by, you know, what the spiritual traditions have taught us, and they teach us how to be with one another. And the, the teachings, none of them say, go kill your brother. Except in the, now, there can be an argument that if you look at the Bible, there's lots of times where they say, go kill your neighboring, you know, kissing <laughs> and get taken as slaves. But that's not the point. What I'm talking about is the morality is, is that, you know, yes, I agree that we have to protect ourselves, but the idea is, is how long do we perpetuate this sense of, you know, promising, like we promise ourselves that we would, we will honor our parents and that we will treat each other well and that we will feed the sick and, and take care of the poor and take care of, you, you know what I'm saying, like all of these, those kind of promises, moral promises that we would make um, to ourselves and to our community get broken when, you know, we act in such a way where we end up um, per- perpetuating, uh, you know, war and, uh, you know, things on other people be, just because maybe. They, do, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, I, I think I'm going to get into trouble now, too. Well, <laughs> you know, join, join the group. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that um, what we're trying to say is that there is a sense of freedom. That's what this is all about. Yeah. There is a sense of freedom. And you know, I, you know how I, I, I'm learning this. I'm, like, I'm learning this forgiveness thing all over the place. So I, you know, when Eric asked me to do the radical forgiveness moment tomorrow on stage, I was a little shocked by it. You know, it's like, 
why me? Why, you know, I mean, out of all the people that he could have asked to do this. And I thought, Spirit must have something for me to be looking at here. And, you know, I was asked to do it four weeks ago. And dang, if that isn't true, Colette, you know, I had to look at many, many levels of forgiveness uh, yeah. on behalf of who I am in preparation for this. So 9-11 yeah. is not just about the event per se, no, but it's, all it's, of us. It's an archetype. Thank an you. Archetype. Yeah. And so isn't this now um, an opportunity for all of us to look at areas of our lives where it's just time to let go of some of this? Yeah, and, and I, I want to go back again, too, about the idea of condoning mm-hmm. because, um, you know, when we say that radical means at the root, right? So we forgive at the root, mm-hmm. the root cause. Mm-hmm. And to forgive means to let go. It means to surrender to, not to, not to give up. That's also a word that gets mis, misused. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Understood. It's the idea that we have to find a new way mm-hmm. and that, you know, um, when we, I mean, no, does anybody really sit and ask, why are these things happening? I mean, if we really sit down, I mean, the individual can't fix any of this, but at the individual level, we can say no. You know, we can say, now, now, frankly, if somebody's going to come and want to shoot up my health, I personally am going to want to protect myself. Oh, so, <laughs> so am I. You know, so that's, and that's true, and, and you know, we have the most... In, you know, when I, I ball my eyes out when I see the stories of the wars overseas and the young people that are mm-hmm. dying, American young men and women who are giving up their lives to really protect our country. The country. Yes. And, it makes and, me cry. Yeah. I mean, it's like you see mothers sending their kids for a noble cause, for a noble cause, but I'm sure they would, like, wouldn't it be great if all the kids could stay home? And and work and create you know new ways to better the world on a global community. But I think when there's inequity, when there's such inequity around the world, when people aren't willing to give up the greed or the oil, which I think is really the big crux of all of this. You know, we have to change our lifestyles. Nobody really wants to do that. Why? Well, because because we don't. And uh, you know, and until all of us get on board with that, you know, and and to have much more of a, as I said, a more equitable way to live. You know, it's this is going to be an ongoing issue. You know, Colette, one of the things that I know you do is that you, you know, you work with people every day. You have yep. a huge, huge client base. Um, yep. And let's just talk about what it is you do in working with people. Yeah. I mean, well, it's interesting because forgiveness is a big piece that I talk about. Okay. Um, I um uh I do I do a number of things the, the readings I do one on one you know private sessions and for the most part what I'm looking for is a continuity of story each time I read a person you know I'm less of the typical psychic reader than you know even although I will talk about future predictions etc because I do see things but um you know I'm I'm much more of a strategist and I and I and a storyteller because I tell you your story and I and I look at the continuity of what has happened in the past how it still influences you and where it's going. Going. And um, what I've noticed a lot this year is a lot of people who's, you know, uh, people whose parents are deceased, the parents will come through um, and uh, they'll really, they'll want to make the forgiveness bridge. They need the forgiveness to be there. And because people's behaviors are really etched in that lack of forgiveness for themselves or for mm-hmm. the act, so they keep on identifying themselves with that wound and continue to re-wound themselves and others. Oh, Absolutely. So forgiveness is a really big part. I've just now started certifying intuitive coaches based on my book, The Map. Oh, The Map. That is the best body (laughs) of work. 
that I have felt to come along in a long way. I told you that when I first interviewed you about that book. What did I say to you, Colette? Yeah, you did. You said that you you said that it would be a classic, etc. But I'm really excited now because I have 22 coaches. Uh, some of them were already coaches that came to me, and I had a really high level of. Uh, one woman is actually teaching it now uh, at a university course uh, in an MBA class for group dynamics. So mm. um, I'm certifying coaches now um, in the use of this envision processes in my book. And again, mm. the idea is that you work with people and you help them go through the process so that you can get to a place of radical forgiveness, so that you can change the way you view your world and not through the lens of things that have not been completed. Like, you know, there are these long stories that keep getting passed down from generation to generation. They have to stop somewhere. And you may not even be aware that you're carrying that ancestral uh, uh, patterning until you actually take a look at your story and seeing how often you get go back to the same place over and over again. So, so um, you know, so, yeah, so in what you said, yes, I do. I, this is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And more. And more. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I know you've got even a waiting list for some people to even get a hold of you. Um, I want to ask you before we, um, you know, kind of get call caught up here, how yeah. can people find out more about you? How can they find and, out about the cruise? All of we that. got rid of the waiting list, by the way. We don't have we, we actually don't have the waiting list anymore, just so you know. So, Thank you. So on purpose because people didn't want to wait and they got all upset, et cetera. So we only book in small sections now, and Great. we're going to have a calendar in a couple of weeks so people can just go to my website, say, when is she free, and they can have their spot. They can get it right then and there, and they know I it's love that. there. Yeah, so it's it's really exciting. Um, um You can check out the website. I do cards every day on my Facebook public page. Um, and uh, you can get a hold of me for private sessions and for coaching and to take a look at my weight loss for people who feel too much class is beginning again October 3rd. It's my most successful program, and I'm going to be training coaches, weight release coaches in 2012. So I'm busy. You are busy. And, you know, <laughs> you're busy because your work is so profound and so transformative. Colette, yeah, you. you're amazing. I want to thank you for joining me here today. And one last question. What's your personal message? What, do you, what would you love to leave people with here? We are one. We are one. It's, you know, we're not separate. We have an intrinsic relationship to one another and therefore a responsibility to every living thing on the planet. And so, you know, we have a choice today. Either we are going to act out of fear or we're going to act out of love. And and if we act in love, I believe very strongly that that alone protects our homeland, that that love for each other, for our communities, for everything that goes on here, um, you know, and, and to be proud of ourselves. At the end of the day, we have to put our put your head on the pillow and know that you have integrity and that you can live with yourself at the end of the day. Thank you. Colette Baron-Reed, love, love, love you, Colette. Thank you so much for joining me here today. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Maureen Hancock in the house. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
angelmessenger.com. I am an angel artist and spiritual messenger. I channel the angels of the light and will read this message received from the angels of the light. A discovery of oneness is the clue that anchors our world. An approach of love does engage and lift all our senses to enable the vision of all love to expand. The expression of all-encompassing and empowering love can lift the disenchantment of indifference expressed to others on this journey of earth education of our souls. It is in this awareness that the impact of access to enable a change. We say here, the journey is to see others in a light of acceptance to their mission application. This does then enable an action of forward momentum in the positive, or does continue the cycle to repeat indifference. The engaging of success to each and every soul's mission is to lift the awareness of oneness and the engaging of a school of thought to a quantum leap into all love application. Remember, a discovery of oneness is the clue that anchors our world, the angels of the light. My name is Gloria Messenger at www.theangelmessenger.com. I am an angel artist and spiritual messenger, and I channel the angels of the light. Angel hugs with love to you.